Welcome to the Burgundy Blues Podcast, a show dedicated to our fantasy football league as we continue our journey this year to obtain the coveted Burgundy Jacket. My name is Mackenzie Smith, as always, with Austin Diggins, Jordan Clark, and Jay Bell again this week. Week two is in the books, so let's just jump right in there and get into it. Um, what do you guys want to talk about first? We can talk about some waivers, or we can some some waiver pickups this week, or we can jump right into some matchups. Uh, can we just leave week two in the past? Uh, <laughs> on to week three. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as as you, even though I did play you and I did win. Um, it, it was rough. It was <laughs> just got to add that in there, just you know, a little bit. <laughs> It was a rough game. I mean, I I did win, but it really didn't feel like much of a win. <laughs> I appreciate that, Mackenzie. Uh, <laughs> hey, J. Bell, you didn't have the lowest points this year or this week. I mean, uh, by like three points. <laughs> About one you point. Didn't? <laughs> was, it, was, it, was it one? Oh yeah. Forest had seventy. Hey, I'll take it. Oh all man. Oh, that's take a it. rough time. I know he, he had the biggest drop. I think I don't remember what he had week one, but it was a hundred something. Typical Forest. Yeah, I, w- I was uh, happy that I broke 100, but wasn't very confident that that was going to happen. Yeah, so, I was just... Thanks, J-Bell. Appreciate was, the... <laughs> you're welcome, man. I was happy just not get 66 again. Uh, <laughs> so 71 is looking really good. Next week, we're shooting for at least 77. Uh, so, yeah. Well, it's good that you have goals in mind. That's... Well, you, <laughs> yeah. well, like, I was looking around, and I was like, man, I just didn't get any touchdowns. And... For my whole team, I had one touchdown by Kenyon Drake. One. Uh, Alex Smith went, you know, with, went without a touchdown, and I was like, "Who else?" I mean, there's a lot of starting quarterbacks. Who else went without a touchdown? So, uh, even Blaine Gabbert got a touchdown this week. <laughs> the only quarterbacks that went without a touchdown were uh, Case Keenum, Sam Bradford. Ugh, that was bad. And Alex Smith. The what, Cardinals, man. What the hell, that. man? Dude, don't even get me started about the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I got a jersey that I'll send your way. Yeah, please. Maybe that. <laughs> maybe that'll lift your spirits. Um, so I mean, did everybody everybody get who they wanted off waivers this week? No, Forrest blocked me. I was trying to get Giovanni Bernard to handcuff him for a couple weeks since uh, Mixon's gonna be out. But Forrest, yeah, uh, yeah he, like he grabbed weeks. him. Yeah, I still. I mean, I was just trying to keep him out of Forrest's hands because I knew he was going to be going for him. I didn't realize he was ahead of me on the waivers. But um, other than that, I, I also was going for Fitzpatrick, too, because I figured, man, he's doing so good and no one's picking him up. I might as well just drop Garoppolo if I'm going to have a second quarterback and, uh, you know, hang on to him. But <coughs> Antoine grabbed him ahead of me. So, But I don't really care about that. I think I'm going to end up dropping Garoppolo anyway because quarterbacks, you don't really need two on your team. You can just pick one up that week that you have a bye. Um, so, and, and usually there's going to be one or two out there on the waiver that's doing halfway decent. Right. I mean, Fitzpatrick was just picked off of waivers. Right. You know, totally undrafted. Yeah. So I, I got to ask, so given how good Fitz Magic is doing, is Jameis Winston ever going to get a shot to come back, like at all? I hope not. If he keeps po- playing like this, he is, I don't think he will, but 
you know, who knows if he does. That keep would it be, up. I mean, that would just be the ultimate slap to the face. And I kind of like that because <laughs> Jameis Winston just thinks that he's somebody, you know, and that he owns the team. And then he shows up and ready to receive all the glory. And they're like, nah, like, sit nah, down. That would literally <laughs> be a crab leg to the face. Oh, <laughs> he'd be eating an L. Man. Uh, yeah, so he's, I, I didn't even really know what he was suspended for until earlier this week. Um, something with the Uber driver. Yeah, Jordan. Or, let's everybody be careful riding with Uber. Apparently, <laughs> it's very enticing to grope your Uber drivers. I've had a handful between you know, between all of them. I can't say I've ever had that urge, but that have happened to you, like you've been groped by the Uber driver. No, I, no, I, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing is, Jameis Winston. This guy can't ride in taxis or Ubers. He can't go in a supermarket. He can't go in a cafeteria without <laughs> yelling profanities. What, what can this guy do? Do they just need to keep him in a hotel room locked when they go on like road games? I mean, it's... I mean to be fair, I guess this was what back in 2016. Um, that wasn't that long. Like, I don't know if he's doing. I don't know if he's doing any of that stuff now, but. Jesus, man. I mean, <laughs> get it together, Jameis. He said that he's he's made lots of positive progress. Was his quote. So, there's Less been Ubers, no groping. No Ubers, more lifts. Actually, yes. okay, yeah. <laughs> that's that's where the uh, the party's at. But but yeah, I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is. I think he's gonna stay. I, I mean, why would they sit him, and just be like, okay, Jameis, here you go. Like that that doesn't make any sense at all. So I think um, he has the team behind him too. Deshaun Jackson actually did you all you all saw that press conference that was Yeah, when he was like in his underwear. Yeah, and that was, he had like that was hilarious. And Deshaun Jackson actually came out and said there's no way that Fitzpatrick should, you know, not start. So hmm. he's got the team behind yeah. him, which is That's good. good. That's like um, the exact opposite of Le'Veon. <laughs> Yeah, a couple other waivers. Um, Jordan grabbed, unfortunately, like, for some reason, um, as mind-blowing as it is, the defense that I wanted, which was the Browns. <laughs> you know, it's – the had, Browns are – I mean – Yeah, no. I had to. I had them slated. I had somebody else, one of the other ones that were towards the top, just, just in case someone grabbed those before me. So I was able to – I don't I mean, you know, defense is defense. Public service announcement, if no one is paying attention to waivers, Austin Diggins has dropped Alfred Morris. So, there's... I'm out of you, hungry folks. He's out there, <laughs> waiting. If anyone, you know, feels like burning a roster spot, go ahead and and uh, grab that. But, you know, if something happens to... I don't even know how to say... I'm going to... We're going we're gonna to go from the, the water filter and just call him Britta... Uh, you know, something happens to him, then it's, uh, I guess it's, he's the guy. Who knows? Well, it's, it's so hard to predict anymore because now it's like if somebody goes out, let's say Leonard Fournette, they're not going to give it to one person. They're going to split it among three people. It seems like more and more teams are doing that now. Like if their main running back goes out, it's like, oh, no, there's not a like clear backup. There's there's these five fools yeah, twelve. You have like the power back, the goal line back, the speed guy. Yeah, exactly. Know. A lot of teams are doing that now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like Gio Bernard even... is probably like the last. Like <laughs> sure. I mean, I mean that sounds bad. 
but I mean, yeah. it's true. Yeah, and it's it's working. Like all of these tandem backs are, you know, three backs, and they're getting all this split workload. Like they're all producing fantasy points too, and they're all you know making it happen for the team. And it's just really different, you know. Like it makes it hard to pick your guy, but at the same time, you could almost start both. I think the classic example of that is the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year with Philadelphia and New England, both, you know, implementing several backs yep. and all being fantasy relevant at different times, but you never quite know when. But if, right. Similar to uh, Jay Ajahi this week, uh, <laughs> the man left the game and then he comes back and punches one in on the goal line. <laughs> His only I know, carry definitely it felt like in the second half, actually. Jay. Definitely appreciate that. I guess his back wasn't hurting too bad, but uh, yeah, I was I was definitely worried about about him. Um, he didn't look. I mean, I watched. I was watching the game, and he just strolling off into the locker room like there's no big deal. And so I was like, well, he'll be back. But time continued to go by, and nothing happened. Appreciate that, Jay. Appreciate that. I have to say, I don't know if he's gonna be back this week, though. What makes you say that? I've just got a feeling. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. Everything that I've... I mean, I'm not that worried about it as of now, but... Um, Austin's, Austin has planted the seed. <laughs> I have a that feeling it is going to be the Corey Clement show on Sunday. We'll see. I'm trying to speak that into existence, by the way. You just make it happen as you're talking. <laughs> do you have Corey Clement? He does. I do. He does. Nice. Well, it seems like anytime my guys get hurt, dropped by me earlier this year. Anytime anybody, any of my guys get hurt, it's like, oh, they're never coming back. <laughs> these, these, these guys, you're lucky if they even live. Just they're, throw them into the dumpster. They're not coming back this year. Yeah. Austin, you did have a uh, guy that I wanted, though, Antonio Callaway. Um, yeah, that was kind of just a let's wait and see, you know, stash. Uh, I was a little bit more active on the waiver this week um, with Zerline, of course, getting hurt. That one that one hurt me physically, actually, having to drop him. But uh, I think Callaway has a lot of potential. I was reading about him earlier, and he actually is kind of like Jameis Winston in the sense that he doesn't know how to stay out of trouble, so I'm kind yeah. of worried about that. He can't keep his D in the P. He is, he is, uh, you know, I, I still think to, about the, the Hard Knocks episode, you know, where he, they played him the whole time, you know, and that, I mean, that shows a lot about him as a player, you know, that he stepped up and made it through that and earned a lot of respect from the team and his coaches by doing that. Um, and, you know, he's, he, he was one of, uh, you know, him and Baker Mayfield are on a lot of the same page, you know, like he was throwing to him a lot in the preseason. And so, well, I mean, I don't know that it'll happen this year, but if it does, if Baker Mayfield comes in, I mean, Antonio Callaway is probably the guy there. I think he's got a lot of upside. Yeah. I'm definitely interested. Um, I knew that he, I knew that someone would pick him up. Um, he wouldn't make it another week, but yeah, he's definitely a good stash. Well, hell, when you're zero and two, you got to do something, right? <laughs> Just throw him out there. I didn't get anybody I wanted. I wanted Keelan Cole. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> put in a 
put in a claim for, you know, Bernard, but knew that probably wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And just to throw this out here, Luke, you cannot say you didn't want Dan Bailey. I know when you saw he signed with the Vikings, you were probably – you got a little excited. Something kind of sprouted in your pants. <laughs> I'm sorry to do that, but I had to. I almost grabbed Dan Bailey just because I know that there's a need for kickers, but I didn't want to set one of my bench spots on fire. So, Man, how, yeah. bad, how bad were the kickers this week? That was the worst. Yeah. They were the worst. It's <laughs> At this point, I don't know I'm, what's going on. Colin Kaepernick could probably go as a kicker <laughs> and have a better chance than as a quarterback. Let's be Please make that happen. The ultimate demotion. <laughs> no, he's not a kicker, he's a punter. <laughs> he's the holder. He just holds the ball. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh let's talk about some matchups. Um J Bell, let's just let's just keep going keep going on ours here. Just keep um, going. Yeah, so you know it's not. I don't know. I had a, I had a lot of bench points. That was my my regret is that uh, a lot of guys sitting on my bench that had quite a few points. Deshaun's. But yeah, I mean, and that was a situation for me where where I was just thinking, okay, you know, Fitzpatrick has this incredible game. There's no way that happens twice. You know, same for Mahomes. So like I'm, I'm thinking. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, "There's no way yeah. he's going to play Deshaun." I was like, "There's no way that happens twice." So like I'm not taking that chance and throwing Deshaun Jackson out there. Um, you know, whenever this is probably just a fluke. Well, it's not now. <laughs> now I'm starting him because you have to. Yeah, you absolutely uh, have to. Well, last week, you know, he I think he got injured and taken out of the game. Concussion. Yeah. Yeah, and then like right. Fitzpatrick, you're like, there's no way in heaven or hell he's going to do that again. Well, he did. So now, now you have to plug him in. Thank God that you didn't this week. Um, <laughs> well, you lost either I mean, way. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it would have looked even worse. And it I, still looks pretty bad, so don't worry. Um, yeah, I mean, what's your <laughs> what's your biggest disappointment? Um, <laughs> everyone. Everyone is my biggest disappointment. Well, you know... It seems like none of my guys, the ones that I'm like, okay, the for sure things, that they can't stay healthy or they can't stay consistent. So uh, first round pick, Leonard Fournette out. Third round, Doug Baldwin, <laughs> he's out. Keenan Allen got shut down. And LaShawn McCoy is apparently a terrible person. So, uh, so yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, place for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And so um, and other than that, everybody just kind of got by. Like I said, um, throughout my entire team, zero touchdowns except for Kenyon Drake. So, I mean, it, it just doesn't. I mean, it's one thing to have such low points, uh, you know, with your starters, but then to look at your bench and see you have nothing. There's nothing, nothing to there. Play, you know, it's like, at least McKenzie, <laughs> you won and your points are a little low, but you have two, three guys that on the bench that you're like, okay, well, these guys did pretty good. I can always swap them out maybe in a flex you know, if if you think they're going to do better next year, but Jay Bell just looks at his bench, and it's just a bunch of goose eggs and a couple threes. <laughs> it's a wasteland. Well, if if you look at four of these guys, they're inactive. So I mean, like Aaron yeah, Jones is suspended. Doug Baldwin's true. out. Leonard Fournette's out. Uh, Greg Olson broke his foot again. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I pretty much have the Clark County uh, ER right here. Full of washed, 
washed up people. He can't speak to that too much because he was actually in it not too long ago. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with my team, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm hoping week three it could look maybe a, a smidge better. You're just going to have to keep playing the waivers, man, and hope that you pick somebody up that's just an absolute monster. I'm hoping mm-hmm. Keelan Cole will get 900 points this week. <laughs> will uh, save me. So That's a pretty – Pretty high ceiling there, but I mean, um, like, cause I will take the under for that. Uh, at some points, but these guys got to start producing. Sure, yeah, Q and Cole's a good pickup for sure. Um, he, I think you know he definitely needs to be a starter for somebody. Um, just you just got to take the chance on guys like that. Having watched that game, he it seems like he has a very good connection with Bortles, and he is not strictly, you know. He's not going to be strictly based on big plays. He uh, he had quite a few targets. He had quite a few catches um, with the potential for big plays. So I think he is going to be actually the most consistent receiver on that Jaguars right. team, if I had to guess. And he's not like a big play guy either, so he's not going to get 50, 60-yard catches. But, you know, he'll get you a first down on, a, on at least third, third and eight, third and nine. So. Right. right, and hopefully a touchdown. Absolutely. That's what you really want there. Four or nine. <laughs> I could use those. Keep, keep hoping. Oh yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Jared Cook will come through for you. Um, a little bit later on. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the. Tight. I mean, four points. But you know, from like a tight end off the waiver wire, I'll take four points all week. That's what I'm saying. Four points is not the worst. Absolutely not. For your tight end, yeah, I mean, we all know where all the tight ends are. <laughs> tight ends, you have the the few, you know, top players. Then everybody else, yeah. You're, if you're if you're in the five point range, you're doing decent. Yeah. Like right. someone told me, they were like, "Well, like Greg Olson, you can't expect good numbers from him." It's like, well, he's like a top five tight end. Yeah, and you, you can get seven or eight from him a week and be completely. Yeah, Cam, you know, if, if uh, Greg Olson, yeah. If Evan Ingram hadn't have had it, you know, the garbage touchdown, I would have been sitting around three or four points for my tight end as well. So Speaking of tight ends, so I will uh, I'll redirect this to Colton's team. Now, if you would have played the three tight end set, if you will, you would have <laughs> came out pretty good this week. You would have came out pretty well. I think, yeah. Because uh, I think Kelsey had 22, Rudolph had seven, and I think – Jimmy Graham had nine. Jimmy Graham had nine. I mean, that's not bad. No, that's good. Let's, uh, let's transition to that one. Um, All right. Colton versus Chance – the new kid on the block. Um, Surprising yeah. result, can we say? Surprising result? Yeah, I mean, Col- uh, Chance had a good good first week. And, I mean, yeah, 82 is not great. But Colton's team, I mean, they sh- they showed up this week for sure. He he started one tight end as opposed to three. And he, it's a bold strategy. You know, at first, I, mean, I, 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 we, I messaged on that app. I said, hey, man, it, you worked out starting one instead of three, but like Jordan said, by the time it was said and done, if he had played those other two, he would have been even better off than he was, you know, if he put them in those two flex spots. But yeah, I mean, all that trash talk to Colton, and here he is with 125 points and a better record than Jay Bell and I. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I honestly like looking at Colton's team, if he could get his running back situation lined out a little bit, and they maybe another good receiver in there, I mean, he's he's good to go. Running backs, though, I mean, he has the top rushing running back of last week, Matt Burita. 
Who yeah. is um, leading the league in yards right now? Yeah, like over everyone. <laughs> so Colton, which makes uh, me you're welcome. Which makes me totally sick that I lost Jerry. Wait, why are you saying you're welcome? <laughs> what did you do? That is for a different. Discussion. What have you done? <laughs> I think we need to just have Colton on next week so he can speak about this. What did you do? <laughs> are you being a? Are you being a little? A little worm in the ear for <laughs> some other. <laughs> so he, he, this Breed is the guy that he picked up off waivers that you were going for, right? Yes, like the same second. And I remember I when you said that because on the app you'd mentioned it, and then Austin, I don't know, it seemed like there's some sort of a collusion or something happening there. Well, I don't know I'm how. I'm calling collusion. <laughs> I have no idea what's going. On. Okay. Regardless, well, uh, he struck gold with Matt Breed at a water filter. Uh, who struck gold is what I want to know. That's uh, Colton, not me. Just wait until we see a trade somewhere down the season where Breed is going to Austin's team for something. It's something they probably worked out. Uh, um, Dan Bailey. If... You're the worst. Um, okay, let's let's move on from all of that. Uh, yeah, Chance's team, um, bit of a pooper this week with, uh, yeah, just didn't really, just very average, you know? Yeah. Um, one, one point from Demarius Thomas definitely didn't help, you know, with Case Keenum doing what he did. I was, I was kind of into Case Keenum this week in other leagues and honestly expected him to do a little bit better than, than that. I thought so too, especially against the Raiders defense, which is, yeah. So I was disappointed there, but um, Demarius, I mean, Demarius Thomas, it feels like the past two years has just been that one point, two point guy every week. Like you're just, you just look at him in your lineup and he's usually on my team. And so this is why I'm speaking from this experience. Um, he is. Yeah. And you just, it's almost like you don't want to drop him for the name, but you should probably drop him. <laughs> I think that. This will be maybe, depending on how productive he is this year, this is going to be one of his last really productive years. If you look at Denver, right. you know, you got Emmanuel Sanders still, but a guy who is a year away who I actually picked up at one point, but he's just not, not quite there yet, uh, is Cortland Sutton with Denver. He is a guy who is big. He's got good speed. I think uh, as far as the preseason goes and even his first two games, he's averaged, you know, over – 15 yards per catch so he's a guy who is eventually going to you know um, fill in that role once Demarius Thomas kind of fades out Uh, I think they said he saw as many snaps as Emmanuel Sanders last week which uh, is pretty big you know I don't know how much you can depend on him with Case Keenum right now but I think he's a guy maybe a year from now that we're talking about yeah the Broncos are definitely still like rebuilding, you know, and still working it out. And so they, uh, almost situational, like the chiefs, you know, they need to, they've got potential there, you know, just like, just like they have, and they've struggled the past two or three years. Um, and now they're on top of the world. And so I see Denver two or three years being in that same situation. Um, all righty. Who's next? 
Let's talk Let's about go with the uh, the tie tie the game. Oh yeah, that's a great Luke versus Antoine. Please let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's, uh, man. Yeah, I was really pulling for Luke in this one. I you think, know, uh, we were too. I think everybody was except Antoine. Yeah. <clears throat> Antoine, maybe even a little bit part of Antoine was pulling. For <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Antoine, he just comes into this country and 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 no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How sir? dare yeah. you? But he's like, hey, gosh, he's so he he is the biggest trash. Talk. He makes it fun though because he's oh, the yeah. biggest trash talker of the. Of right. any of us definitely don't stop yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude but man it's it's disappointing to tie and then to lose because of bench points for right sure. well and the thing is luke played it right <clears throat> he played chris carson which is like which going this week was the obvious first running back or for so the seahawks he's like yeah if, if anybody's going to get it it's going to be this guy right here and all he needed was six measly yards <laughs> you know, I've been there. I think yeah, the most think we've disappointing thing, though, is so the result happens. We tell Luke, hey, Luke, you lost. He's on vacation. He wasn't able to probably follow it. Uh, and then the excuse that Pete Carroll gave about Chris Carson being too tired because of special teams to get <laughs> a single handoff. <laughs> Or single snap in the second half. Give me a break. That is the most ridiculous thing I've Give ever heard. Give me a heard. break. And I think Luke needs to send a big F you to Pete Carroll, if I had to say. <laughs> Just write a letter. Just, Just those two letters, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if I was Luke, I'd be disappointed, too. Look at his team. OBJ and Antonio Brown, best receivers in the league, combined for 11 points. Yeah, right. That's pretty I mean, rare. you could look at a couple different things. I mean, he could have played Devin Funches in place of OBJ yeah. and had two additional points. His defense, if it if it had just got zero instead of negative two, I mean, it, there's a couple different things that if the wind had just blown a different direction, you know, he could have come out with For that real, win. like with his kicker, if it had blown a little bit to the left, he would have at least got one point. <laughs> but it didn't. And now that guy is gone forever. <laughs> he's done. Welcome, Dan Bailey. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got Josh Gordon, and, you know, that's – there's definitely potential there. Kind of a big question mark right yeah. now, but I think that could potentially be fantasy gold. It may not be granted if Josh stays off the weed and the alcohol and everything else he's doing. In a perfect Man. world, this is another Tom Brady Randy Moss matchup. Exactly. Right, because he's huge. Um, but the amount of like marijuana memes that I've seen this <laughs> week have been phenomenal, and Super Bowl memes and stuff like that, like. <laughs> But I mean, they've been so good. I'm so glad this happened. But but like seriously, like like Jordan, what do you think? Is Josh Gordon going to be like super effective, or is he just going to be like a uh, like a? I mean, if he stays out of trouble and if he can if he can play and and practice and learn the scheme under Belichick, then yeah, I think he would be the next Randy Moss player. To I mean, the year Tom Brady had Randy Moss is the year they went 16 and 0. He's that type of receiver. Um, what's, easily. What's the record, by the way, right now. The Patriots record? Yeah. One and one. Okay, so that can't happen. Just wanted to throw that out there. Well, no, I'm not saying they're going to go 16-0 and 0 again. I'm just saying that's how good they were when he had a, a you know, a, right, a big right. receiver like that. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, but it's just a matter of is he going to stay out of trouble? Is he going to jive? with? Because you hear some players go play for the Patriots, and I can't remember who it was. It was a Colts receiver when he played the Patriots like a year or two ago and he didn't make it I think out of preseason because he's like man it sucks they're just they're just too too much over there and so I thought that was going to be Dorsett but he's actually looking pretty good 
Yeah, he's doing okay. I think Josh Gordon, though, I really think if he buckles down and kind of goes down the straight and narrow, I think that he is going to be a guy that could completely, you know, I think he's going to completely change that offense. You know, you look at yeah. it, and Chris Hogan's your best receiver right now, I think. Right, and it's yeah. been years. I mean, because Edelman's good, but I don't think of him as like a, uh, he's what's a the word? Right. He's a, a tier one receiver. You know, you know he's gonna get you. Yeah. He's gonna get targeted a lot. He's gonna catch a lot of balls, but it's not. He's not gonna stretch the field. I think with him, a lot of and a lot of the receivers Patriots have. They're not. None of them are elite. They're good because they have Tom Brady. Right. But I think Josh Gordon is an elite receiver, obviously, because we've seen that without you know without Tom Brady being there. <laughs> so what, is it, we'll, what does Matt Berry say if you uh, if you combine you know. Um, athleticism plus opportunity something along those lines you know you could you could have a really special player and uh, or talent plus opportunity and uh, I think Josh Gordon really falls into that he you know when he has been on the field he has been one of the best players best receivers in you know the NFL so with with one of the best quarterbacks ever I think you really have to like that but at the same time he's his worst he's his own worst enemy Right. Exactly. I, I want to know the clarity behind why he got suddenly released over the weekend from the Browns. Like, it full disclosure. A, it seems a little fishy, does it not? Yeah. It's. I mean, the way it sounds like is that they were just nervous that he was going to screw up. Yeah. You know, it, it, but they practically gave him away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for, 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 <laughs> for a conditional fifth-round pick, which makes you – I thought it was seventh. seventh. No, uh, I think they actually – if he doesn't – I think in the contract – if he doesn't play more than ten games with the Patriots, the Browns actually have to send a pick back to the Patriots. Oh wow! Yeah. And so I think that right there, kind of, I it made you wonder, hey, did this guy is he going to fail a drug test when he's drug tested? That's what I was thinking. Because he went to this promotional event on a Friday, he comes back on a Saturday, and he has a messed up hamstring, and then they determine that he's acting um, odd, his behavior is odd, and so they immediately cut ties. So you kind of wonder what's going on, really. There's something that we don't quite know. I mean, yeah. If they, you know, they may just be, you know, cutting him loose before this whole thing happens again and they're stuck with him. Right, right. You know, and so it's 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 almost one of those situations where like if you're in fantasy football and you try to screw somebody over and like you get an alert first that's like this guy has a broken face and you decide to you know you try to do one of those sleazy trades and sneak him in for somebody you know that exactly. you know is going to be better exactly. and this is what this seems like you know and to speak of that in another league I'm in the exact same thing happened where I got the notification, I had Josh Gordon, and I got the <laughs> notification that he was being let go. And so I immediately tried to shop him. And I traded him to this guy for DeAndre. I just sent the trade, you know, hoping something would, you know, connect. And the guy actually traded me DeAndre Hopkins, which is insane. <laughs> and he immediately responds thinking that the trade was flip-flopped and that I was sending him DeAndre Hopkins. And so he says, like, LMAO, please veto that trade. I thought it was the yeah, that's on him for not knowing his own players. That's I mean. No, buddy. Uh-uh. It's gone. Speaking of league rules, like, vetoes, are, vetoing is so dumb. Like, if you're that big of an idiot that you're going to do that, then you deserve that. <laughs> you deserve that pain. 
I did well, that, change. In that sense, yes, but vetoes also are in place to, you know, try to sure, sure. Ver, uh, circumvent collusion. I did change the rules this year, which I don't know if I mentioned it or not, where instead of four vetoes, it's actually six, which would be majority. Yeah, so, I mean, I think um, that's fair. So if six do veto a trade, obviously, then... I think that kind of... We never really had a problem with that other than yeah. the one incident with me and Jordan <laughs> yeah. like three hey, years ago. And I pushed it through after, okay? I let you guys yeah. have it. it... <laughs> All right, I... let's, keep, let's keep chugging along here. Um, let's talk about Austin versus Logan. Yeah, what is... The... <laughs> Man, Austin, this is the second week in a row where your team's not done bad, but it's just who you're playing against the thing you is, know it's your, there, are six other, there are six other players if you'd have been playing yeah. against or six other people if you'd have been playing against you would have won so i so. have scored the fourth most points in this league and i am zero and two it's unfortunate uh i've scored 107 points in standard scoring obviously uh both games so at least my team's pretty consistent and <laughs> for the most part other than patrick mahomes i'm not getting any touchdowns from anybody so i looked across uh, week one and I looked across this week, and other than Patrick Mahomes, all I've had for touchdowns is Trey Burton this past week. And so I'm consistently getting points without touchdowns, which makes me feel pretty good. But Logan's team was a different animal this week. They were, uh, they were really yeah. impressive, and for a guy that came in last place last year, He's on his game, and I have. He's to, bringing it. I have to applaud that because that's I'm I'm pretty proud of him from a. If you can be proud of another fantasy, you know, player. Well, I think Logan's team coming in was just like, ah, eh, you know, we we looked over it, but it is sneaky good, awesome. You don't want to play it right now, especially no. with James Conner being in the mix and not Le'Veon Bell. You know, he's gonna go as far as the Steelers take him, but right now they may not be very good in the sense of you know real life but as far as you've also you've also got the situation with antonio brown being super sketchy yeah you know juju smith schuster has he's the guy he is insane right now if if antonio brown you know in and it's i'm just i'm antonio brown's gonna play obviously he's not pulling a levy on bell and is not you know deucing out but it that does you know when you have a player like levy on bell that's doing this type of stuff and like hurts the morale of the team, and then you have you know arguably your second best best player on the entire team do the exact same thing, you know that also hurts morale for the team. And right, so, right. you know those guys that are sticking around, you know those you know guys that are, you know motivating everyone else like Juju and James Conner, like I'm, I'm going to throw to them, you know. If the- <laughs> right, they said that uh, I the sports reporter I follow out of Pennsylvania had said that. He feels like Mike Tomlin has actually lost control of the locker room there in Pittsburgh. I would believe it. So now you're seeing, you know, Le'Veon Bell doesn't want to come back. You're seeing players bash Le'Veon Bell, who's arguably the best player. And then you see Antonio Brown, you know, have beef with a, uh, a, you know, person who used to work for the Steelers. So it's one of those things that you kind of start to wonder, you know, could this be the, you know, Last years of Mike Tomlin, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell, and Ben Roethlisberger. So really, this franchise—it's definitely possible. This franchise is really, you know, from a franchise that's been one of the most consistent in the NFL. They're looking like a franchise now that you know has some years in front of them that you don't really know where they're going to be. Yeah, 
it's uh it's tough the Steelers are definitely putting up fantasy points without a doubt on the opposite so. end look at the cardinals now what are you going to do with david johnson man i'm just going to plug him out there and hope that they implement him more into the game plan i don't even how many i i don't know this answer but how many times have the cardinals gotten past the 50 yard line <laughs> i i I honestly don't know that they have. It can't have be they? Many. It can't. I'm sure they have, but it can't be many because that's just the fact that David Johnson's not getting many touches to begin with. But he's by far their best player, and they're not utilizing him. Who's the coach there now? With Stephen Wilkes. Stephen Wilkes. Wilkes. See, I don't even know who that is. An idiot. It sounds like it. it no, this is a Jeff Fisher situation, where you know it's. It's essentially, yes, you know, Carson Palmer's gone and they're having to deal with this quarterback situation. I don't think that Sam Bradford is that bad of a quarterback. Um, They have athletes on their team and it's just not getting done. You know, just compared to the Rams, you know, whenever Jeff Fisher was there and they had incredible athletes, but nothing was happening. Can we, can we, you know... Can we pinpoint the common, you know, denominator here? The common, you know, occurring problem is Sam Bradford. My thing is, Sam Bradford <laughs> has been an issue here everywhere he goes, and an overpaid issue. Yes, he's yeah. Making, he's on a one-year deal for oh, 20 million. Oh, oh, for sure. He's making. Yeah, his agent is the best agent in the biz because the guy has consistently made more money than he's ever going to spend, nor does he deserve. Um, but at the same time. Can we not say from a from an Arizona standpoint? Obviously, the coach wants to win as many games as he can in his first year, so he doesn't get fired. But can we not, you know, start Josh Rosen because the Sam Bradford experience is is dead and gone to me. I don't see what the point of starting a guy who's, you know, is he mentoring Josh Rosen? I'm assuming he's sharing his vast, you know, amount of knowledge, but. Can we just can we just flip the script here and let Josh? Rose I mean, you might as well. It's and Larry Fitzgerald, that's the guy I feel the worst, you know, for because right, he's in his last. He's going to be done years. soon. He's about yeah. to retire. And if I were the Cardinals, granted, they're not going to do this. But if I were the Cardinals and just as a decent human being, I would I would trade Larry Fitzgerald to a title contender, to a team that can win now. And say, you know what? Go get a ring. You, we're gonna retire your number. We're going just to, as a service. Yeah, we're gonna let. Yeah, you, know, you see it done. You know, sometimes in the NBA, but you say we're gonna let you go out on top or try to, and try to get some picks, rebuild, um, and then we'll retire your number when it's all said and done. You'll be a Cardinals legend. Uh, it's. I just feel really bad for Larry Fitzgerald right now. Yeah, and it's it's just, it's just not not a good thing. I, I enjoy watching the Cardinals. Um, David Johnson, like as a person and as an athlete, awesome is guy. one of my favorite yeah. players in the NFL, um, without a doubt. And it really, it, I mean, it really does suck that he is not getting, he's not getting the workload that, um, you know, coming back, you know, heartbreaking, you know, season last year. Right. Um, a guy like him, so motivated to, you know, once has come out and said, "I want to have the most, I want to be the best receiving running back in the NFL." You know, you can count on me with all of this stuff. Um, and he's just not getting the opportunity to do those things. They said when that he went uh, last – I think when he was – in 2016 when he had that insane year, uh, 
he went out for 32 passes a game. Like, he didn't catch those, yeah. obviously, but he would go – he went out on 32 different routes a game. They said this year he, I think, has caught 10 passes or something along those lines or went out for 10 different routes, and he's actually splitting most of his route running with their backup running back, which is very odd to me when you have such a talent like that who can – who can not only run the ball, but is really effective, you know, as a receiver. Yeah. I mean, he's basically, I mean, he was basically just another big receiver. And a lot of teams, you know, and those are the running backs you want. You know, you want those running backs that are going to, that are those pass-catching guys. That are dual threat, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's him. And it's just, I mean, did he get zero? No, he got four. He got four points, but it felt like zero. <laughs> Minus, those four points didn't help you. For sure. No, they did. I granted I was gonna lose either way, but you at least want to have something to look forward to. And now him right. going into the Bears matchup, considering how well they look. Yeah. It's it's a problem. It's nerve wracking, I will say. That's tough. Tevin Coleman though, you've got him locked down. Um you know, you've gotta be feeling a little bit better about that going forward, not having to worry about Devonta Freeman. You know, Devonta, did you hear what? Uh, he may come back this week. Did you hear what their coach said? That's true. Yeah. How <laughs> no, he never, never said that he was, you know, out a couple weeks. So, I hope Devonta Freeman, if you're listening, I'm sure you're a great guy, man. But just stick sit it down. Out, just say it out <laughs> a few more weeks, and let at least until I can get a win under my belt. You know, the last thing you're gonna do is I'm gonna have a matchup against Jay Bell. And then I'm going to have to worry about who to pick and then pick the wrong one and end up losing by a point. I'm sure that yeah. won't be the case. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll be just fine. Who knows? Trey Burton did great. Um, did that's the, he had an awesome game. Um, that's the type of player that I thought he was. Yeah, right. You know, a guy so. who I really, really enjoyed was Allen Robinson. He, granted, he had 10 catches for 83 yards on 14 targets. But he is a guy who I think has complete trust with Trubisky. And if there was one guy on that Bears, uh, on that Bears offense, I really, really am glad I got Allen Robinson. I think they've been waiting on somebody like that for a long time. I mean, they thought they had that with Kevin White for three yeah. years now, but it's just never happened. You know, they had that with Alshon Jeffrey before he went to Philadelphia. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he couldn't stay yeah. on the field. The thing with Alshon is he was a great receiver, and even you're kind of seeing that now in Philly is that – as good of a receiver as he is, you have to wonder how good he would have been if he could, you know, consistently stay on the field. As stay healthy. He's yeah, like Mr. Right, Glass. Stay healthy. Yeah, he can't stay healthy. You saw him in the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. You saw him throughout the course of the season last year. Absolutely. Which is, I really respect, you know, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I really respect the fact that he played the entire season last year. Before, before going into last year, you know, he was on a one-year deal, and then the Eagles actually signed him midway through the season to a four-year, I think, $48 million or 52, one of those uh, two. But he played the entire season with a uh, with an injury, a torn pectoral muscle, I think. Mm -hmm. Rotator cuff. Rotator yeah, rotator cuff. cuff. Yes, rotator cuff. And so for him to be a guy that has been consistently hurt and maybe not given it his best effort or maybe not played, uh, for him to go the whole season injured, and on a show me contract when he, you know, he really played really well. I really respect that. Uh, and that's kind of what the Bears have been missing, and I think they may have found in Allen Robinson. 
with right. Allen Robinson. Right. Well, yeah. Well, they You're thought, right. Well, there for a while, you know, like Zach Miller was a really big deal. And then, you know, yeah. of course, you know, we all know what happened to him. Yeah. But, um, Which it, I'm glad he's just able to walk again. That's, right, absolutely. And I think he's still trying to make an effort to play, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Man, that's <laughs> that's awesome. You wish him um, the best, yeah. Yeah. All right, last one, last one, right? Jordan versus Forrest. Not even a competition here. Jordan just I, blew it away. I am honored and 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 proud to be the one to take down Forrest, who I mentioned in you know my post last week that he is the LeBron James of the league. You know, everybody just likes to watch him lose. Who's making a Space Jam movie now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, that, there's only one MJ. Can we get this on the podcast? Yeah. This is, this, no, one and done. One and done. Anyway. But, um, yeah, I was pretty happy with my team, especially after last week. You know, I was even though I won last week, I was still kind of like, eh. And still looking at my bench, I'm just like, eh. But people had started. I mean, even with Drew Brees only getting 17, which is good, but it's a little low for Brees normally. I mean, Gordon did awesome. He's a beast, Hopkins. Man. You know, showed up yeah. finally. When is he going to get hurt so Austin Eckler can really reap the benefits? <clears throat> you know, I hope he does it at all because if he gets hurt, then I will be very depressed. I'll say this though: Austin Eckler is a guy who, as he is as efficient as can be with his touches, for a mm-hmm. guy that doesn't get a ton of touches, you know, he's not getting a full workload. Uh, second, you know, he I think he was a I think he was a Division two player actually, Division two or Division three. He is a guy who has really carved out a role in that offense, and uh, I really, really enjoy watching him. I think he, you know, he's Melvin Gordon surprises me as a receiver. Um, just to oh, speak yeah. on that, he has really improved, and in the red zone specifically, he he's as big a threat as anybody to score a touchdown. Um, but Austin Eckler, for a guy who is behind Melvin Gordon, who's an obvious workhorse, he is a guy that I think. If you know anyone's listening and uh, needs a guy to pick up if he's not already picked up, you you know you especially if it's PPR, you need to you know really get after it because I think he's a guy. If Melvin Gordon ever did get hurt, would be a top fifteen, top twelve guy. Man, PPR scoring Melvin Gordon is just like mm-hmm. he is all that you need. He's great. For yeah. <laughs> I actually uh, I deployed him in a couple um, DraftKings leagues uh, or DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, games this past weekend and did really well considering uh, because he had so many points. Yeah. One of the guys I'm, I'm happy with this week was Eric Ebron because I picked him up, got him up off the waivers and eight points for tight end. is That was a surprise. Hey, pretty that's good. A, that's a good pickup and a good uh, that's good on you to play him. You know, had a touchdown the first week and mm-hmm. has a touchdown again. So the bigger question is are you playing him this week? Well, I mean, he's the only tight end I have, so. Also, <laughs> yeah. in, you, know, you get two touchdown weeks. I mean, how do you not? I mean, right, with that. Right. right. The, I mean, tight end I had originally is was hurt, so I couldn't keep him. And, and you know, there's not, like we've discussed, there's only so many high-scoring tight ends. What's left on the waiver is just going to be one of those right. take a chance. Unless, you've get, unless you, you know, you have Colton's team, then. Yeah. If you're, you're not, you're gonna, I mean, realistically, if you're not Gronk, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, maybe Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph's he. No, I, I would not put him on a level he's of not, those. No, but he's not. But he consistently does okay. You know, he's. I think he's got a higher floor, or yeah, a higher floor than most. But yeah, you know, he's, if he's you're not a, Kelsey, you know, uh, 
Gronk or those guys are one, and then he's two, yes, and then you have everybody else. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I mean, tight ends. You know, if you're if you're getting them consistent touchdowns, then that's all you need there. Ride them till they die, um, man. Exactly. Right. And Andrew Luck loves his tight ends. Jack Doyle was the beneficiary for years, but maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Ebron now. You never know. Yeah, that's what we'll see. I hope he, you know, gets me at least consistent points through the year. I'm not expecting him to be like AJ Green or Melvin Gordon or anything, but I, I just the tight end position for me is almost almost as bad as the kicker position for McKenzie because it's just like you have those top two and then it's basically yeah it's just hard to come by some good points with the tight end but um. right um <clears throat> AJ Green definitely surprised though with uh that performance um yeah i mean was, he's he's been a pretty good performer the past few years right. he's usually he's like, on and or on uh, Forrest's team cuz there for a couple <laughs> years i think Forrest had Antonio Brown and AJ Green and uh, but yeah, man, Thursday night I was pretty pumped to see that. It was awesome. I think like AJ Green is one of the most underrated top tier wide receivers. He is. I'd say that. He, yeah, and it's know, probably part of the team he's with too. Exactly. He's the Bengals is like a whole. I mean, even Joe Mixon, like he's a, he's a really good talent too. But I mean, people overlook him a little bit. Yeah, you're right about the Bengals. So it's it's more of a Bengals thing, I think. Uh, they're they're not necessarily a team that everyone's drooling over, but. Uh, Joe Bixon's incredible. Yeah, AJ Green, I am very, uh, I'm very fond of. I think he is a, he's a, he's one of the best receivers in the league, no doubt. Um, and I think at one point, he had three catches for 42 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, that's insane. yeah. I mean, it's, talk about it's just over it. You know, at that um, point. At the, yeah, at that point, you could. I mean, I bet you were ecstatic uh, seeing the. Seeing, you know, you know I was, but I wasn't like you know expecting a win just based on how far it's performed in week one. Right. right. I mean, who would expect Barkley? And then of course, Mixon got hurt, unfortunately for him as a player, not Forrest's team though. I um, think uh, you. Have, I think we have to be really thankful at that point that it wasn't a PPR league because uh, Barkley got peppered with targets. Eli yeah. could only do one thing, and that was throw it in the flat to Saquon Barkley. <laughs> so my thing is like. Yeah, he was very efficient about getting targets, but they're going to run this guy on the ground if they keep on doing that. I mean, like mm-hmm. every single play, yeah, was Saquon Barkley. At least he's, every single time. At least he's fresh. I mean, he has all, to be. Yeah, that's the only thing you can take away. <laughs> I mean, no, and you wonder why Le'Veon Bell is so adamant, you know, that he wants a new contract because if anything, the Steelers would run him into the ground until maybe he potentially has an injury or. This goes back to Chris Carson. Like Chris Carson was gassed. It's like no Saquon Barkley should have been should have been gassed. If right, anybody, right, he was on right. the field the entire time catching passes and running. But. I think more than anything that, as far as Seattle goes, I think that shows that Seattle isn't in love. Pete Carroll's not in love with Chris Carson. You saw in the second half, um, primarily the fourth quarter, they deployed uh, they deployed Penny. Russia, yeah. So I think that. They are looking for. They drafted Penny in the first round, so they're looking for a reason to start Penny. And I to think, use him. I yeah. think eventually Chris Carson is going to be faded out, and that just goes to show, you know, that if I'm Luke, if I'm sitting there with Chris Carson and Penny, I'd be starting Penny over. If you're going to start one of them, I'd be starting Penny because I think the upside's higher, and I think the coaching staff actually likes Penny more than they like Carson. So. Yeah. 
Amari Cooper showed up a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the NFL, Amari Cooper. Uh, yeah. Um, he is just a like the opposite of a time bomb. You know, like you never know when he's gonna not explode. And whenever you think that, whenever you don't think that he is, you set him on your bench, and then, <laughs> and then there he goes. Then he blows up. Um, I think. That luckily, we need to. If my, we need to check this at one point next week, you know, next time we do the podcast next week, we need to um, see what Amari Cooper does because I don't know how many times throughout his career that he's been able to perform consistently. So I don't two know weeks in a row exactly. Yeah. So you know he's done great this week, but if he if he performs well next week, maybe maybe John Gruden's on to something with him. But I think he's a guy that. The Raiders potentially, I mean, I could be way off here, but I think he's a guy that the Raiders eventually potentially think about trading because I don't know how, I don't know what John Gruden's plans are with the team, but Amari Cooper has been a guy who has been inconsistent as they come. So He's got to be scheming something. I mean. Right, right. <laughs> it's got to be coming from somewhere. Uh, we ought to do, we ought to do some type of, some type of horrible something for the person that scores the least amount of points. I don't know. <laughs> Jay Bell's lucky it's not two times in a row. So. <laughs> By one point. By one point. <laughs> so I think we can actually throw Jay Bell into the mix here. Close enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll take take some suggestions on that because uh, that's, you know, it'll probably be me one day. But that's un- unacceptable. Especially two times two weeks in a from row. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, going along here. Final thoughts on week two. Rest in, <clears throat> rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said that last week. So. As yeah. far as week two goes, it's, you know, it's over. I'm going to go ahead and make a proclamation for week three. I'm going to straight up Tim Tebow say that no one's going to work as harder as my team going forward, and I'm going to guarantee a victory <laughs> next week against McKenzie. So McKenzie, I'm guaranteeing that I'm going to win this week against you. The ego is through the roof. The ego is, is pretty low right now, actually. But If you lose... Of, then I want you to Tebow in like <laughs> obscure places. Okay, we'll video and, it and we'll send it. We'll send it. And it's gonna it. it's gonna go up on Twitter and Instagram of like Austin it. Tebowing like in the women's bathroom and <laughs> like <laughs> That's so. the deal. Alright, let's do it. Um Jordan, any any final thoughts from you? Um I mean, for me personally, I'm I'm pretty I'm happy with how my team's performed. I think this is my, if I remember, remember correctly, this is my first two and zero start since the year I won the league. Um, Don't draw I've any had, correlations there. No, I'm, I'm I'm seeing it, but I'm also, you know, like I've mentioned, my bench is just not that impressive. So I'm worried about when the bye weeks start coming up. How I'm gonna how my team's gonna look at that point. You know, I don't I'm not even real sure off the top of my head when my bye weeks are if how many players have them the same week so I, I need to hopefully you know maybe make some moves on the waiver in the next few weeks before buys start coming up and see if I can get some good backup because you know it's still early 2-0 is great but I could easily I mean I could easily flounder out to be nothing 
could easily be zero and two like some of the other people that are right. Hey, it can be flopped around. I'm and I'm playing is, a, I'm playing the Frenchie this week, and you know his team is 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 not bad. And if my team performs more like it does in week one, then and Antoine performs like his did in week one, it'd be a little closer. Okay, I'm gonna go out and say this here. You know, as much as as censored as this has been. And as, you know, we've done a good job about keeping this a clean, you know, family-friendly show here. PG. But I want it, it, you to kick Antoine's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Antoine, if you're listening, I hope that Jordan just buries you in the ground. <laughs> Gyps, he just rips Jalen Richard apart. Yeah. Sends you back. Yes, I hope that's the case. We'll see. Is Antoine the league villain now? Is he like the the one everybody wants to? It's definitely still Austin, <laughs> but <laughs> without a doubt, um, that's a hard title to uh, to. Overthrow. It's always fun when like me and Austin play, and then now we have McKenzie and Austin play because you got you know roommate rivalries yeah, going on. Right. McKenzie, when I so. beat you next week, I'm showing up straight Ryan Fitzpatrick in the burgundy. <laughs> the chest hair is out, so just wait. <laughs> you should just go literally get a chest wig and, and wear it. Yeah. <laughs> but first, I'm actually going to take that to the cleaners because I don't know what Forrest actually did in that. I'm yeah, really, well, I'm really worried. Get that, that done because <laughs> you've been uh, saying that for a while. I mean, we didn't yeah. even see the jacket at the draft. I know the jacket actually hasn't left my closet yet. I You're being a terrible dirty. owner. That's a sacred, sacred piece and, of our history. Well, that. starting 0 and 2, I can't just. I might as well just sleep in the jacket. Now maybe maybe that's why I'm you're owing too. The jacket's cursed you. I think actually <laughs> what I need to start doing is on Sundays I need to start wearing the jacket. That's where I've I've been wearing this Carson Wentz jersey, which welcome back. But I think I need to start wearing the the, the burgundy. And here's what you need to do. start this week. Awesome. Here's what you need to do. Okay, wear the jacket and then go to church. And God will bless your team with some wins. You know what? All right. Um, there's a I there's think... a Jay Clark's weekly sermon for you. <laughs> That's all, just wear the burgundy to church, <laughs> and you win. The there you go. That's the end 11, of it. And it's, it ends at 11:45, so that leaves me <laughs> You've 15 got time. minutes with the jacket on. I'm gonna actually implement that strategy this Sunday. All right. Well, you're gonna have to let us know how that works out. All right. We need to get out of here. So this has been rather long but that's okay so that's gonna do it for us for jordan j bell austin and myself thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week